don't really understand why they hide you from the world when you're the king of men. They try to shut me out, but I'ma shout it out from the top of my lungs for the highest in the the top of my lungs for the highest in the world. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit, I know I feel it, I know I feel it, and you can too, if you believe. I just want to shout from the That I became astray I was looking for the answers By myself I ran away My hatred hurt and all my pain It started changing to my name And after all my doubts and worries Took my life and filled my brain I know I ain't been the only one Who probably felt this way If you hear the lyrics And you feel they calling on your shame It ain't over, you ain't leaving God is waiting for the day When you raise your hands And give it all away in Jesus' name I know everybody got a purpose Written on their life Romans 12 Give your bodies as a living sacrifice We ain't perfect but then sometimes it's hard to always do the right But the God we serve is risen and has given us a lie Let me break it down for all you people thinking that I'm crazy Virgin Mary wasn't pregnant, it was just a little baby She was scared, she was married, how could anyone believe her? But she bowed down and let the Lord give and her receiving We bow humbly
What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Embracing with Yahweh uh, podcast. I am here with a full cast today and a special guest out from uh, out from uh, farther down uh, south. How's it going for you, Zoe? I'm going well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and offer this to the panel. Anybody is willing to uh, offer a opening prayer? I got it. All right, bow your heads with me, y'all boys. Here we go. And Zoe. All right, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for guiding us into this day. Please, as we preach, as we do everything we do in your name, honor that you provide and you send it out to the people that need it. That what we're doing here has a purpose, God, that you've given us, God. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything you've done for me and my friends as you keep bringing us back. And until we wait until the day you return, Lord, we'll keep doing your praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're continuing our journey through the Old Testament. We talked about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We talked um, a little bit about Cain and Abel on the last episode. And now we're going to be talking about... Um, um, we're going to be talking about Noah and the Ark. Uh, so we're, we actually divided this episode basically up into two different chunks. To start off, we are reading uh, Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to be going through 1 through 8. We talked about this a little bit before the show, but Logan has decided to read all eight of those verses. <laughs> so he was ready <laughs> you can go ahead and take it away absolutely uh, the reason why i uh wanted to read uh you know this whole thing by myself and then let everybody else uh you know uh split the verses is because this kind of pre preempts uh noah the, the story of noah in the ark you know this is the you know the actions that lead up to that um, you know, it's, you know, this part is called, uh, the wickedness in the world. Uh, you know, so it kind of, you know, goes into why God decides to do what he decides to do. And so I'll go ahead and read, I'm reading from the, uh, Gen from the, uh, NIV, uh, version. I almost said the Genesis version. Um, <laughs> I'll be reading from the uh, NIV version. Um, okay. Uh, chapter six, verse one. When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they choose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men and renown. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. 
and with them the animals, the birds and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And now this is the Noah and the flood, and everybody else is going to split the verses from here? Yeah. Um, would you go read one each, Nate? Yeah, one each. Uh, uh, starting. Let's go from how we are, from me, Zoe, you, Cole. Okay, I can, I'm fine with doing it that way. All right, awesome. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah's a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time. And he walked into the close fellowship with God. Noah has a father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Joseph. Give me help, Nate. Jepheth? Uh, oh, Jepheth? Uh, Jepheth? I'm not sure if the J is supposed to be pronounced or not. <laughs> okay. Well... We didn't name it, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Zozo. <laughs> Sorry, the nickname caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Uh, and I'm reading from the uh, King James Version. And God said unto Noah, And the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. And I'll go ahead and read 14 as well. And make thee an ark of uh, uh, gopher wood. Rooms shalt uh, thou make in the ark. And shalt pitch it within and without with, uh, with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits and breadth of it 50 cubits and the height of the 30 cubits. Right. Leave 18 inches open below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. I'm going to read 70 as well. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on the earth will die. But I will com confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, and you and your wife, and your sons, and their wives. Okay. Right. I think I read 18.2. And <laughs> yeah. every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Uh, do you want to read 20 as well? Sure. Of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing on the ground according to its kind, two of every sort shall come into you to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all uh, food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for the food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to God, uh, According to all that God commanded him, so did he. So, um, any takeaways that you wanted that anybody caught from any of the verses from that chapter? Say it again. I was too busy coughing. Any takeaways that you wanted to bring from the chapter? Anything that caught your attention? Well, the fact that the Lord 
he he says it clear and out loud. I will cover the earth with water. Everything will die and perish. And that's and that's go to show that the people that just kind of read the new uh, the New Testament that don't really know the true wrath of God. That is honestly just a taste of what what He has done and things He has done, and it's something I'm really hoping that we kind of clarify going throughout the Old Testament going forward that the wrath of God is something not to test. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I uh, I gotta tell y'all, um, <laughs> you know, I I know uh, I know I would probably ultimately do whatever god tells me to do but building an ark seems like a lot of work um <laughs> that is and you gotta remember noah was like over a hundred years old when this when this happened too like that man has some patience <laughs> noah just simply put his trust in god that's all i have to say he put his trust in heavenly father and heavenly father guided him to where he needs to be at the current time I have a couple of things, a couple of things that I wanted to take away from this. And uh, it's all, so first off, it was written, like, you know, everything that was kind of written as, it, uh, like, you know, written down the instructions. The instructions were written down about how he should go out and build the earth. But did he have any prior, ex like, we don't know whether or not he had any prior experience of building the boat and the reason i'm explaining about that the reason i'm sharing about this is um you know they're they're okay so he didn't this is the first time he's built the boat according to written history is what i'm saying so why i think that is important is because that Heavenly Father was able to show Noah uh, how to build the boat, um, even though he didn't have the experience. He had to go ahead and ask. He had, he had to ask for help, basically. I mean, I don't know if that's actual, like, truth, but there's not recorded evidence that he built another boat besides from us. Yeah, without recording documents, we know we got to use our minds, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually saying if if there really is no he had no experience doing that like imagine me going up to you Nate and saying hey I want you to run the United States as president would you be able to do it like with no experience nothing what to do just you're in charge I would probably be making a lot of mistakes <laughs> <laughs> that, that's um, my same reaction like I mean, and, who does though? And that's what yeah. God gave Noah. Like, no, God gave Noah those instructions on what to do. Like, mm -hmm. we have our own instructions with the Ten Commandments and the Law of Moses and the New Covenant of Jesus. But, like, even those are still hard to follow. And, and that, I don't know if that's just me, but those are still hard to follow on my perspective as well. That's but right. me as well. Yeah. I'm still doing my best every day. I mean, the fact that we say that it's you know, the law is so hard to follow is because it's impossible for us to follow. And that's why that's why Christ came and, and died and rose for our sins, because we can't do it on our own. And also someone someone pointed out. Uh, I don't think this is what you meant, but you said. Uh, that. 
it was the first recorded. Uh, you said something about it being the first recorded. Like that's like written down. As far as I know, as far as I know, but yes. Yeah, and uh, that made me think of an interesting point that I've heard is that there's a lot of um, flood myths throughout the world in all kinds of different cultures. There are different flood myths and you can see if, if you take, if you take the biblical account as the, the, the fully correct one, the most correct one, you can really see how all of the other ones came about and stemmed from, from different people groups, you know, branching off from Noah's family and turning away from God and writing, and you know, that, that story being passed down and changed throughout generations from Noah's family uh, as they, you know, as people branched out and everything. I just think that's really interesting. In fact, how we can, you know, God sticks his fingers in, in cultures all over the world. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what I find interesting, and I know we haven't made it to this point yet. Um, I mean, on the show, at least, I would hope, you know, in our in our own individual lives, we would have made it to the, to the next uh, chapter by now. But it's kind of funny that, you know, uh, you know, God floods the earth to get rid of, you know, you know, the all the, the wickedness and corruption. And then in the very next chapter, there's already wickedness that's happening again. Like us humans cannot go 20 minutes without doing something wrong. <laughs> oh, sorry, what's that? 20 minutes, but <laughs> well, he's had it's all part of learning. That's all it is. Yeah, in order to learn, grow, you have to learn. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and to back up, and to back up what uh, Ms. Zoe uh, said there, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's why you know Jesus uh, was so essential. Um, you know, coming down and and dying for our sins, and yeah, that that's absolutely essential because you know God tried to uh, rid the wickedness of the earth once, and uh, yeah, you know, oh. I mean, it, it it worked for like you know, like I said, about twenty minutes. <laughs> well, about um the reason why the whole with Jesus is because to a king, when you mess up, you want you give a sacrifice, and usually the sacrifice has always been lamb or if you're I forgot who you are, I forgot who his name was. You know, a son. You know, those were the sacrifices. <laughs> but you talking about Abraham and Isaac? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I forgot his name, but he, he Jesus told him to sacrifice the son. But I mean, God did. Well, they're saying, okay, same. But that the whole reason why Jesus, the whole thing is so special is because when he followed the law of Moses, he followed it to the very T. He did not break one law. That would make him the perfect human person. That would make him the perfect living and perfect sacrifice of God's creation. So that's why his his was so essential because like when we, yeah, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to, I'm going to call myself out. I probably can go to week without doing what Jesus did for 30 something years. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, yeah, tomorrow uh, for all you Catholics out there, whoever's listening, 
you know, tomorrow starts uh, the season of Lent. And part of that is that, you know, we can't eat meat on Fridays and on Ash Wednesday. So I'm going to see how long I can go with that. Logan, I'm going to start eating beef in front of you. I mean, yeah. pork. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'll you're, do the you exact same thing. Stumble. <laughs> our, our next podcast, this dude's going to be eating a hamburger in front of me, dude. Just wait. I know you um, want to. <laughs> but, um, this is how we but, make yeah, it stronger. <laughs> like, I, I know, like, you know, none of us are, are perfect, and I'm uh, far from it. Um, so, you know, I, I know, uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, Jesus came down and, you know, died for our sins, and uh, I'm going to try to keep those to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't promise I won't eat meat tomorrow. I'll try. Well, uh, cheese. Well, you can't eat cheese either, can you? No, I, I, no, I just say no meat. You know me? I don't know. I'm not a Catholic. I'm a Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll probably just probably just cheat and have like two no, large no cheating. No, no cheating. Have two large cheese. No, go on your fast. How long was it for again? For those that are actually, no, for those that are watching, how long is the that that for? So the Lenten season is the forty days prior to Easter. Um, oh. And, you know, some people say that Lent ends on Holy Thursday. Um, now, I actually go that, you know, well, we, a lot of churches have a uh, Easter vigil mass, right? Mm -hmm. That generally starts in the evening time on Saturday, sometimes as late as midnight. Um, and I always go to that mass. And so essentially, like, after that mass is when I'm like, all right, well, I guess I can go back to eating whatever I want with no consequences, you know? <laughs> so, um, and uh, just so you guys can keep me honest this year, I mean, Zoe, I don't I don't know you, so I, I mean, I can't imagine that you'll try to keep me accountable for anything. But, I will certainly yeah. support you. Yeah, there we go. You'll support me. We'll pray for you, um, bro. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so this year, um, you know, I'm actually, like, going to, you know, for example, stay on Weight Watchers, um, you know, and then I'm actually going to try to do actual fasting this year. We'll see what happens. Dude, trust me, bro. When I fasted from January 8th to, I actually, what is today? Uh, I'm still on the fast. But January 13th, I yeah. I had a little slip up today, but I'm going to continue the fast going forward. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it's given me a new perspective, and it's given me, and it's opened my eyes a lot more than probably anything else I've done. I mean, I don't know if it's just the camera angle, uh, Pete, but man, you're you're looking you're looking skinny, man. Look at you, man. Yeah, since I've had the surgery, I've lost seventy eight pounds now. Soon, when you turn sideways, I won't be able to see you. <laughs> I don't think that's happening because I'm two hundred pounds pure muscle. <laughs> <laughs> So going this, giving this back to Cole real quick. Any, do you have anything that you wanted to take away uh, from this? You know, from from anything from this chapter. Um, I honestly just said it earlier. Like, basically, what God did was give Noah the tools that he needed to trust for building the ark, and it really showed. Because once he started building the ark, he actually got really good and made it stable structure, and that's all with the Lord's trust. And with his directions. Mm 
and, and assuming that Noah has never had any experience when it comes to you know building any sort of ships or anything like that. I mean, I think that just goes to show you how much Noah really did trust God. You know, God is saying like, hey, I want you to build this massive vessel. And Noah's like, all right, bet, let's do it. And then I'm sure he didn't use that vocabulary per se, but yeah, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and build the ship. And, you know, the ship was large. What's that? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, we see that all across scripture. Um, You know, we see that with with Noah, with Moses, with, um, you know, Paul and everyone. Uh, From the beginning to the end of scripture, we see God taking people who don't seem to have what it takes, who don't have the experience, who, you know, don't have the skill set, whatever it may be, don't have the position of power, um, and uses that for to to demonstrate his uh, his own power. God God uses the inadequacy and the weakness of those he's called to demonstrate his power in 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 giving us what we need to to um sorry to fulfill his will to fulfill his will there we go yeah and yeah no good no you're i'm done go ahead yeah no i i mean yeah you like yeah that's a perfect transition to what i was about to say as well and you know we we see that in in not only in the bible but now in our current age you know where we're at right now um you know god entrusts every single one of us to you know spread his message to you know act like jesus acted um you know basically be an extension of jesus of god giving us the free will Um, right and you know with that free will like we're you know told to you know, basically act godly, um, you know, help our brothers and sisters out, you know, spread the, spread the word of God. Uh, you know, basically if we, you know, you know, if, if, if Noah could build a ship and if he had never, no experience building a ship, you know, us as, as imperfect as we are. And imagine the tools that he used. Yeah. You know, if, if Noah could do that, just imagine what we could do, you know, spreading, you know, the word of God in our everyday lives. And I, I think I saw a video or something like about that. And it was like when, a, when someone from the 21st century gets to heaven and they meet Moses or St. Peter up there and St. Peter's like, you're from the 21st century. And he goes, yeah, he goes. He goes, so you had all the technology in the world. How did you share the gospel? And the guy actually replied, he goes, I really didn't, because I was always scared of what someone always, always thought about it or how someone would react to the post. Mm-hmm. And that right there actually hit my heart sometimes because I wasn't doing that. And I've had a phone, and uh, I wasn't sharing it as much as I should have. Um the other day I sent out a mass text to every of my friends because it was just something that was on my heart. And it said, uh, dear brothers and sisters, I know this is going to be weird, but the time is coming to an end. And I feel it every single day as we go on that the time that we have is getting shorter and shorter. I pray that you guys really find hope 
as it's you have one shot. Jesus will give us so many opportunities, but we have one shot to make it count. That once we get to heaven, it's it. That's that I mean once once we pass, that's it. Once judgment day comes, it's it. And you truly don't know what hell is really like because there's so many talks. There's there's talks about hell, but I I think in my perspective, reading hell is like true depression mm-hmm. because you're. While you're here on earth, you are so closer. You're the closest you'll be to God right now, and you're the closest you'll get to hell right now. That's truly what I believe. Like right now, where we're sitting, we're the closest we'll get to heaven, we're the closest we'll get to hell right now. And once you're in hell, there's no longer God's presence there. It's gone, truly gone, and it's no longer there. You're alone, and it said it's dark. You're dark and alone. No love from God to fill any void. You truly unbelievers, unbelievers really don't understand how much they rely on God for every breath they take. Yeah. Yeah. I I just wanted to bring uh add on to something that Logan said. Um you know and I this brings me to my other point that I wanted to, to share, like I uh coming into I guess this episode. Um and he brought up Logan brought up something about uh, giving a modern times. He gave a modern times example, and um, during this past 2019, the church that I'm part of, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, um, we had uh, a lot. Uh, well, actually, just shortly before COVID-19, we had a lot of changes, not necessarily to the doctrine church doctrine but we had a lot of changes to church practices and um a lot of those weren't exactly ones that i wouldn't necessarily i would say that i would necessarily understood at the moment but one of those was that he introduced a come follow me program a a pamphlet that we would go through and study at home with our families uh on a close to as daily basis. Uh, and he introduced the first one, which was for the New Testament. Uh, and that came out in 2019. The reason I wanted to share that is because 2019 is when the first uh, COVID-19 case hit. And why I wanted to share that is that Noah got the instructions to build the ark while he was still on dry land and not when the flood came. So as every single, I'm a firm believer that every single event that comes up, whether we know it or not, Heavenly Father will help us to prepare for those uh, uh, events to uh, when they come and not while they're here. Yeah, I mean, he's given us everything we need in, in his word. Actually, speaking of that, Nate, um, Thursday night, 
<laughs> Thursday night, I was traveling to a place called Moscow, Kansas. Okay. Um, you, I'm just going to say this. You know how I drive, Nate. <laughs> Logan, you know how I drive? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was driving down the road, and I was on the phone. But I have my – you guys know I have my phone on my shoulder, so I can still see the road. Um, I was driving down the road, and there's a T intersection coming up. But I didn't realize there's a T intersection coming up because the stop sign was tilted to the left, making it out of sight. And it was just hard to see at the time. Um, I'm talking to the person, and all of a sudden, the phone line just cuts, completely cuts. And I was like, okay, well, they just hung up. And while I actually look to the left, while I'm still looking to the left, I see a stop sign. And I realize what's about to come up. But while I look forward, there's two semis about to meet in the middle with me. And I start stopping on the brake. And by the time the truck actually stopped, I was an inch away from the truck. That if my phone didn't complete lift, my phone didn't cut the call off. And if my phone cut the call off a second later, I would have smoked the truck. And so I called the person back and I asked, hey, did you hang up the call? And she goes, no, I thought you did. Oh, wow. Wow. Thanks, God. And straight up, the first thought was, ah, God just saved me again. I should have died right there. Well, I should have died multiple times. But <laughs> it, it was like the most, and I lived it. Hey, don't be texting and driving or calling. I wasn't and texting. My phone was know. right here, so I was looking forward, but the stop sign was tilted, so I couldn't see it. <laughs> it was pitch black. Um, any final thoughts before we close out this episode for tonight? Nah. Um, I'd just like to say to anyone who's listening, uh, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, do it. Because you don't know when you could get hit by a semi truck. Wow. Okay, I see what you did. <laughs> and for your younger people, like Nike, just do it. You're going to get copyrighted. Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I guess my final thoughts, um, you know, I. Uh, I mean, this is a little bit, a uh, little bit personal, and uh, probably gonna get a little bit, a little bit sad. But um, yeah, I'll try to keep it happy. Um, my uh, my grandfather uh, passed away this week. Um, he was a deacon in the Catholic Church for many years, um, and you know, I, you know, we've been kind of praying for him for a while. Um, you know, he had he was dealing with uh, Alzheimer's and you know some other uh, fun stuff, um, and you know I was praying for him. I was like, you know, I you know I don't know, yeah. I mean, anything is possible with God, so you know I'm sure, you know, I didn't know if he could be cured or I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know what. Yeah, what God would do. Um, but I just prayed for, you know, him not to have to, 
you know, deal with it. And, you know, God uh, took him home uh, a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm happy for it. I know he's not in pain anymore. So I just want to thank God for, you know, taking him home, you know. In the arms of an angel fly away. Yeah. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I just pray that, uh, you know, he's in a, he's in heaven right now looking down on me, uh, probably judging me if we're being honest a little bit, but <laughs> he'd say, well, hey. Only right. one judgment matters. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I loved him, and I know he he loved me. So that's my final thought. Just uh, you know, thank you for everything, Grandpa, and you know, welcome home. <laughs> we'll meet we'll meet him soon. Absolutely. Okay. Other than that sadness, uh, yeah. Let's say, does anybody can anybody lighten that up slightly? <laughs> sleep with one leg up what why do flamingos sleep with one leg up because what? if they slept with both legs up they'd fall over zoe you asked me to lighten the mood and that was that's like the whole that's like that one joke where it's like what do you call a cow with two legs what? Don't tell me you don't know. Brown beef. Lean beef. Lean beef. Oh. <laughs> oh my well, goodness. a cow with no legs is ground beef. So, I I, I, <laughs> pray that, I pray that there's better jokes out there somewhere. <laughs> hey. <laughs> cool. Anything you like to add before I give my final thought? Um, I just want to say that this has been a truly something to see everybody together, and I'm glad that everybody's back together again. And it's just is always happy to be here. For sure. That's all I got. For sure. We love you too, man. Ohana. My uh, my final thought is, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's like what we talked about for Noah and the Ark and COVID-19 and uh, with my COVID-19 instance, and I think that's, I think it, it Heavenly Father commutes, communicates through us in each individual way. And uh, something I recently listened to on a podcast that it didn't really occur to me is, uh, um, uh, is that I, is that Heavenly Father communicates through us in each different way but it may work for a while and sometimes we have to figure out and do the step that we need to figure out what heavenly father is trying to say to each and every single one of us individually and uh say these things in the name of jesus christ amen amen so right. would you like to give a uh, closing prayer me yeah, yeah we're gonna put you on the spot yeah welcome racing with the Sure, sounds good. Lord, I thank you for this gathering and for uh, just bringing us together. I thank you for the ability to talk over the internet, Lord, and to to stream and to share 
the gospel with people that we, we will never meet in person, Lord. And I thank you for your word that we're able to study it, Lord, and that we're able to learn so much about you and about your world through what you've written for us and through talking with each other as you help us to uh, just grow closer to you. And I thank you for your presence and for all of these lovely guys and for anyone who is listening in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ohana. Bye. I always keep it balling up on everybody. People call me MJ. I'm feeling like the man who rapped the song. It was a good day. A curly headed boy who on a track just call it doomsday. My lyrics like a play. People gotta pay for the gourmet. I'm always driving fast, just like I'm speeding on a freeway. I'm eating off a table, man. You eating off a cheese tray. But we ain't gonna talk about the facts until it's Sunday. Cause you was out there drinking, but now you think this a free play. If you think that this life is all we got, then you will buy play. The accidental faults of our churches is now a leap day. We shouldn't be the ones who hide the faith when we the airway the world is gonna hate us but we fight them in the lord's name our world is on the edge because we all live in a fear we let the fake news of the world take over don't know what to hear i'm on a rim because i'm pissed at all the crap lodging the gears while we got so many jobless people homeless and in tears the end is near how can you see if you look around revelation 13 don't get lost, just keep on listening, there's so much more to hear I got a couple more corruptions and the church don't disappear Like how we always quit the judge and then we act so crystal clear If I was one to hate the church, then that would be my souvenir Your generation's doomed I swear I always hear that crap I'll admit our generation is falling into a trap Messiah's coming soon I know this all is for a fact That Jesus Christ, the son of Nazareth, is quickly coming back I had to take a break, I had to read my Bible There's an ugly snake, here's our biggest rival Man, it's make a break we need a big revival Cause when y'all come, it'll be surprising It's Emmanuel, that mean God will